You've hit play on the screen companion, an eclectic mix of film and TV recommendations. Let's start just with a little bit of your background. You're the dad. You spent 14 years in the Army? Yeah. What years of that were you in Germany? I was only in Germany from May of 80 until late June of 81. And you've been posted in other places of the world, Turkey, Korea. Compared to those places, what do you remember being different with Germany? Germany was more obviously Western, like the United States. I would say out of the three places I've been overseas with the Army, it was the most developed along Western culture, you know, European. That's an obvious huge difference with Turkey, which is, when I was there, it was 93 point something percent Muslim, and Korea is, no, it's Asian, so huge difference. You had to rank those countries as far as how much the locals got along with American soldiers. How would you rank them? I'd say in Germany, they got along with soldiers the best. Even though during that time frame they were having demonstrations against President Reagan stationed in nuclear weapons in Europe. But on the German to American soldier level, I think they got along very well. Turkey, there weren't a whole lot of servicemen over there relative to Korea and Europe. But I think uh, the general rule is that military folks get along fine with the average people from whatever country we're talking about. Quite often it's just the governments that have a hard time with GIs. But people to people, it's, I mean, they're people, we're people, and usually get along fine. All the experience I have with Germany is through cinema. Since you had actually spent some time there, something that might not come through the movies, but when you're there with them, what struck you the most about them as a people that you say, oh, this feels different from Americans? Well, the drinking age there was 16. 16 was the legal age to drink, so... Germans that were 16 and over at clubs drinking. That was a big difference. And you'd have the GIs, the service people, service members that had families over there. Sometimes I'd see their kids out there at clubs drinking. Do you think back then the Germans were more responsible about their vices than Americans? Yeah. Uh, as far as drinking and driving, A huge difference. Well, drugs, too. Even just pot back then was a big deal with the Germans. And drinking and driving in Europe, I know in Germany specifically, it was very tough. And their standard of measurement for being DWI was much lower than the United States. And they would lose their licenses for a year or more, depending on the circumstances. Once again, they didn't have a speed limit on their Autobahn, their highways. You could drive as fast as you wanted. They had the responsibility to drive well, and I've seen a couple accidents there where, uh, I mean, it, it was 
pretty spread out because they're going so fast. I think they do handle their, uh, even back then, they, they do handle their responsibilities better with their vices like that. And almost 40 years after the war ended, what sense did you have of them being open about their history, that period of time in their history, or was it kind of hush-hush, nobody really talked about it? Actually, I met a guy, a German, older German. He was maybe uh, 50s, must have been in his 50s at least, maybe low 60s. But he claimed he was an SS man during the war. And I thought that was kind of weird that I'm biracial. And he's sitting there talking with me at a table at McDonald's, saying that he was an SS man. And we just had a conversation. But generally, when I was there, they didn't talk, they didn't really mention the war itself. They would talk more about, if it was politics as far as the after effects of the war, about East Germany, West Germany being separate, they would pine quite a bit for the days when it would be one country again. I used to go to one bar that quite often for a period where the regulars there would talk politics a little bit. And it was interesting, their viewpoint on what they wished they hoped for their country when it was uh, finally reunified. I think it's safe to say you've read a lot of World War II history, historical stuff, fictional stuff. Back then when you were there, what did you think the chances were that they would reunite? Or what did you think the timetable of that would be? In eighty eighty one, I didn't think it would be very soon, because I think I, along with uh, definitely our government, and by extension, the citizens of our country and Western Europe, well, around the world, I think no doubt overrated the Soviet Union's military power and their ability to continue to exist as a world power. So I feel we were all fooled by what our government accepted as their strengths. So no way were they going to get reunified very soon. And also, like I mentioned earlier, at the time, President Reagan was uh, pushing to get nuclear weapons stationed in Germany as a deterrent to the Soviets. So they had all that going on, demonstrations, and it was the usual Soviet Union and their cronies against us and our cronies, day-to-day routine stuff. So I didn't think it was going to change. By the 80s, was the United States just economic partners with West Germany, or were we actually still giving them money? From what I know, just reading and stuff, nothing classified or anything, I think it was mostly they didn't need our money because they rebounded from the war very well with the help of the Marshall Plan from the United States, the monetary aid and food and all kinds of other stuff that the Western European countries needed to come back from the war. They didn't need our money, and I don't think we pushed our money at them. 
they've rebuilt their society very well, quickly. So before we jumped on this recording, we had literally just watched a 1981 West German film called Lola. I knew the synopsis of it going in, but it turned into a very different movie from what I was expecting. I knew it was about post-war Germany, land developers versus this fastidious Von Baum. Armin Müller-Stahl, who I recognized from the 13th floor, and then Udo Kier, that dude just pops up in everything. I really like the guy, but he does have such a very specific look that he can't play the everyday guy. He's got to play somebody eccentric. And in this, he played a waiter who may or may not have been gay or bisexual or nonconformist. So he didn't show up too much in this, but it was fun to see him. This being a German film, besides the plot, what about it stuck out to you as being not American? They really didn't show a lot outside of the work area scenes and the brothel bar. It didn't feel much like a real town. It felt very insulated. Yeah. And Coburg, I believe, was pretty big. Can't really pinpoint anything, because they're not too far off from what is routine in America, I thought. I don't think they ever nailed down when the movie takes place, but from what they're wearing, I'm going to guess at least the 50s. Yeah, at one point, the construction superintendent or whatever he was. The building commissioner? Yeah, the building commissioner. He mentioned that the time frame that they're in, he said it's been over 10 years. I would say it was probably around 1957, 58 maybe. Do you agree with our picks? Have a suggestion or scathing critique? Email the show via the screen companion at gmail.com. Tell us if we gave you a good recommendation and let us know who your favorite guests are. Like us and subscribe on YouTube, Podbean, Amazon Music, Spotify, and more. Thank you around the world for listening. The thing that hit me immediately was the lighting in this movie. They have crazy neon, almost theater lighting where it's really deep blues and reds and greens and yellows. Sometimes very garish. Were light bulbs colored like that back then, or is that just an artistic choice? It was kind of hard for me to figure that out, because it's throughout the whole movie. Well, I didn't even notice that. (laughs) (laughs) Are you you thinking about it now, though, that I've pointed it out? Yeah, and I still don't recall the, uh, the garish lighting. I mean, at the brothel, it makes sense. Yeah. But even when Von Baum's at home there's still very strong lighting. And even when he's with the love interest, the singer-slash-prostitute Lola, and at one point they're just walking together and he doesn't know she's a prostitute. She's putting on a very good face. And I noticed even when they're outside, their shadows are lit in greens and reds. So they're still lighting them even when they're outside. And thematically, once or twice, it comes into view as being important, like they're talking in a car, 
And it's this scene where they're talking about the separation between them and she's talking more deeply about it than he is because he doesn't know what she does for a living and he's a very straight-laced German. But he's lit completely blue and she's completely red. Visually, it's an obvious separation of the two. Considering the amount of propaganda that existed during the Cold War... Does anything about this movie feel like it has a particular political message? No. I don't believe they were all into the politics of communism by then. Germany had a lot of uh, terrorist activity at the time. The Red Army Faction, uh, Bader-Meinhof Gang. In this movie, they didn't push the anti-communist thing at all. They did just mention it as a way to get the building commissioner in trouble, but he's not a communist, so they didn't have him there. I was expecting something German, something that gets into the weeds of philosophy like some other German films I've seen. But instead, I feel like the heart of the film is a twisted romance. And in that way, it felt more like a French movie. Because the big land developer, Schuchert. Yeah, Schuchert. On the face of it, it's the moralist Von Baum against Schuchert. But the movie's not about that. It's about this love triangle between those two men and Lola. And Schuchert knows that Lola is a prostitute. And really, he's her best client. Von Baum doesn't learn about her true nature until later in the movie. I ultimately like the movie, but what I found off-putting is that at the heart of it, it's a romance story. It's a pseudo-happy ending, and I wonder how much of what's going on Von Baum is aware of. He kind of gets his happy ending, but there's like a conspiracy going on behind his back. In, like, a French way, it's a dysfunctional relationship. It's not a romance that makes you feel good. Do you think Lola, is she just playing Von Baum? Or is she working within the restrictions of the environment she's in, and ultimately she does care about him? It does seem like at the end that she was in on the whole conspiracy to get him to play along with what Shukart wanted to do. But up until that time, it seemed like she was really taken with him, Von Baum, because he... Didn't treat her like a whore? Like she said, he isn't a fraud or a fake, and he's honest with her, and she doesn't see that in people. The ending will throw you for a loop. The main conflict, besides the romance, what's happening parallel to that is this land development deal. Von Baum is the building commissioner. Schuchart is one of the big guys involved in the land deal. So Schuchart's slimy. He's working with the elite in the city. They're making money off of this, possibly taking advantage of things. Von Baum knows this early on. What troubled me is that he only seemed to care about them abusing the system when Lola factored into it and they were having trouble in their relationship. 
Von Baum says, okay, I'm going to take you guys down because I'm just so hurt. And it's almost like if she had been his and they didn't have a temporary separation where he was lovesick, that he would have been perfectly fine. And by the end of the movie, he's fine with Shukart's land deal. I feel like the message of the movie is slime is always going to be slime. Corruption is always going to be its own thing. Lola might want to be a better person with Von Baum, but she immediately is going to go back to Shukart at some point. And the only thing that can happen is you take a good guy like Von Baum, in this case for love, he ends up dirtying himself, getting in bed with the corruption. He doesn't totally turn into a bad guy, but I feel like he compromised himself. And the only winner there are the agents of corruption. There's no real moral ending to the story, I feel like. What do you think? It seemed to me when he first got into the city offices for the construction job he took over, building commissioner job, he seemed to delve into past contracts and paperwork. It seemed like he was zeroing in on the corruption. But then this younger guy that worked with him, the younger gentleman mentioned something about the corruption angle. And Von Baum said something to the effect like, where have you been? There's always been corruption. There always will be corruption. It's just part of the way the world works. And the younger gentleman was actually into doing demonstrations for, I guess, uh, anti-war demonstrations. Just passing out leaflets. He seemed to be over on the left side of politics. That's why he mentioned all the corruption in the capitalist society of West Germany at the time. As the movie progressed, it seemed like Von Baum had, if you can't beat him, join him. He acquiesced to all the corruptions in the city and let it go. In that way, it did feel German. There's a cynicism to the ending. Oh, yeah. Who's your favorite character? In a way, I kind of liked Shukar. In a way, I kind of like that character. He's a slimeball. He's a land developer. He's corrupt. And he skims off money and builds things, apparently, that nobody, the city doesn't need. But he builds them bigger and better and collects money, greases palms all over the city. And he's jovial. Whether he's being an asshole or not, he's always smiling. It's hard not to like a character like that. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like he has that awareness. He knows he's a dirtbag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's who he is. And in his line of business, that's reality. So it's no shocker to him. I guess it would be either him or Von Baum. But Von Baum, he's kind of blah. So I'll go with Schuchert. I really liked Von Baum's assistant at the office, his secretary. Yeah. Something about her, and actually a lot of the characters in the movie, reminded me of Northern Exposure. Because they're all so damn quirky. I wouldn't call the movie a comedy, but some of the line readings and some of her manic energy just comes off humorous. It doesn't feel real in some sense. Yeah, she was pretty good. What was your biggest criticism for the film? I didn't really like the way they went from scene to scene. 
That damn blur transition. Yeah, God, blur. that was awful. Uh, yeah. The first few times, I thought it was a flashback. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. I can't really think of any negatives other than that. If we reduce the appeal of watching movies to these categories, which group do you think would appreciate Lola the most? Viewers that are voyeuristic and that they want to see melodrama experiences beyond the normal realm. Viewers that want to connect personally to the material. Those that want spectacle. And I'm thinking more like explosions or fighting, which I guess definitely isn't this movie. Or as an intellectual exercise. I'd say the voyeurist would probably enjoy this movie the most. Von Baum, he didn't know the backstory for her until very far into the movie. I think people that are voyeuristic and gossipy would get into that because they know that he doesn't know and, and they get to watch all that play out amongst the different characters. Its central conceit is that Von Baum and Lola are able to have something of a little courtship without anybody in town seeing them together and being able to reveal it to Von Baum. And at a certain point, I thought that felt a little fake. However, I do recall in at least one scene when they're on a date, she makes it a point to meet up outside of the town. Because when they finish their date, she says, there's your train to get back. So that made more sense. Like, yeah, if they were doing dates in town, how could nobody ever mention it to him? Or that it would get back to him what she really does? Because it seemed like a lot of people were going to that cat house. Some of the details played into it enough to make that feel believable. I would say these sorts of movies, foreign movies... The dramas especially, they start off a little slow. What surprised me is that I did end up caring about what Von Baum would do once he found out about Lola's real proclivities. If this had been an American movie, I think he would have lost his crap more, made more of a scene. But instead, he just sees her singing at the club, and he just quietly walks out. Maybe like a good German, I don't know. That's what I do like about foreign movies, is they just let the drama inform the audience what these characters are feeling instead of having to have characters yell or sob to get the point across. Mm -hmm. uh, Lola does, she goes a little over the top once or twice, but it feels pretty normal, especially someone, I imagine, in her stressful line of work. Yeah, her age. Did it feel hokey to you that one aspect of the story is that Von Baum's maid is Lola's mother and how they could be in such close proximity and yet how does she never find out about this until like the very end? Yeah, I don't... How does this work? The mother doesn't know anything about it and yet she has a lot of contact with Von Baum in the home setting because he's running a place from her, and it doesn't come out. Were you surprised at the minimal use of nudity in this film, considering it's foreign, 
And a lot of the plot takes place at a cat house. Yeah. There was a lot of restraint. Yeah, they didn't. They really didn't need to show anything. I mean, the, you see the backside of one of the women pretty much from the waist down. She's wearing some outfit. She's walking away from the camera. That's about all I saw. And I think the tops of Lola's nipples at one point. Oh, really? I didn't see that. Considering it's a German movie, too, they don't seem to have many qualms about showing <laughs> the human body like Americans do. Which I feel like, along with the Japanese, there's a stereotype of Germans being repressed. But then there's also another stereotype of them being pretty freaky. Pretty kinky. Yeah. Yes. So it's actually a very tame... Maybe it's because a lot of political elite... Everybody in the upper establishment went to this club. The mayor, Shukart. Chief of police. Yeah, the chief of police. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's why it stayed so classy. They weren't just pulling boobs out left and right. Yeah, could be. Dort, wo man lebt,